Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Sideline with the Cooks. I'm Erica and this is my mama. I'm Valerie and we are here smashing sports this week. Yes, we are. Uh, we hope everyone is doing well and staying safe. Yes, staying safe. That's, that's the key right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let us jump right on in because game six is happening tonight. And yep. Want to be ready. So let's start with. Be ready for the win. <laughs> start with our highlights and violation segment. Um, do you have a highlight this week, Mama? No, I don't. Okay. Well, I have two. Oh, okay. So the first um, highlight this week. So um, the NBA Two K Twenty Two cover game covers were um, announced, released. Yes. Okay. Cool. This past week. Cool. And so, um, Candace Parker mm-hmm. is one of the cover athletes, but mm-hmm. specifically for the 25th anniversary of the WNBA. So, she is the first female athlete to be on the cover of a video game. You already had a game? I do not. Um, I have not pre-ordered it because I don't plan on buying any more games until I can get a PlayStation 5, which is still a oh, struggle. Okay. okay. All right. <laughs> So yes, I I like that. That that's a cool. Highlight. Yeah, I forgot yep, yep. all about that. Yeah, so very excited for Candice Parker. Um, just since we're talking about it, but um, Luca is the cover athlete for, is like the main cover athlete, and then there's the, the like, gold edition, the more expensive edition. Mm-hmm. Um, that has Dirk Nowinski, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and Kevin Durant as the oh. cover athletes. Okay. And then Candace Parker is a cover athlete. Okay, cool. You into those? I'm not. So you know how that <laughs> is. But that's <laughs> historic. It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. And then so my second highlight is um, kind of like the first because I said we will follow up and talk about what Stephen A. said about Shohei Otani last week. Oh yeah, um, I forgot all about that. So, but the, but the highlight is that since July first, um, since the All Star Game, all that good stuff, Shohei Otani is the top selling athlete on Fanatics. So he just also signed some memorabilia deal with Fanatics as well. Um, so, congrat! I just want to say congratulations to him, especially in the context of what was what Stephen A. said. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, on an episode of First Take last week, they were posed. Him and Max were posed the question: uh, Was it a good or is it a good look for Shohei Otani to be the face of MLB? And Stephen A. basically said he didn't think it was a good look um, because Shohei does not speak English. Mm-hmm. Um, so of course, everybody you know dragged him appro- appropriately. Um, He's since apologized, of course, uh, specifically to Shohei Otani and, you know, Asian Americans and Asian fans. Um, but I'll, what I'll briefly say, because I don't want to turn this into some big long thing, but what, for me, the problem was that Stephen A, I feel like Stephen A missed an opportunity to challenge, um, to challenge the MLB, like executives, team owners, he missed the opportunity to challenge them, to challenge the fans of the MLB who are native English speakers. 
um, and to challenge, you know, mostly white people, not to shun this once in a generation athlete um, just because he does not speak English. I think he missed the opportunity to do that. Instead, he just kind of fell in line with what, what, what's the status quo? Because while it does not sound good, he was absolutely correct that that fans of the league and what the MLB is trying to do, which is gain more fans, um, trying to gain younger fans as time goes on, that they are not going to gravitate towards a a player who does not speak English. While the reality reality of that is true, I think Stephen A. just missed the opportunity to challenge to challenge that because the MLB is a wealthy league. They sign in million 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 dollar contracts out left and right. Like they have the money, and they sign a bunch of non non American player, mm-hmm. non English speaking mm-hmm. players, mm-hmm. Um, players that come over from from Asia. It is it costs a lot more money to get them to come and play in the league versus players from Latin America, but. Um, the MLB has the money, has the access to the resources to help Shohei. Like, mm-hmm. they can pay for an interpreter so that when they do interviews, somebody is there. If and obviously Shohei, they're doing that. If Shohei wants to learn, learn English. English, they can pay for a tutor. They can buy him Rosetta Stone. They can get him a Duolingo account. Like, there's there's many opportunities there. They have these resources. Um I mean, and as far as, like, them trying to gain more fans, they also, like, they have the resources to do that. It it, it shouldn't be, well, we need somebody who speaks English to be the face of the league. And I, and I, I do think what got him in trouble the most is that when he said that about Shohei, he then followed it up with somebody like Bryce Harper should be the face of the league. You picked a white man and said that they should be the face of the league in a league that is historically racist yeah yeah i get that i get that um i'm just gonna say you know the mlb all-star week weekend the the actual stars were shohan and i believe another young man and i don't know his um, tatis yeah i don't know his Another non-native, right? I don't you know, know his English is not his first language. I right. forget where in Latin America he's from, though. But. Right, right, right. So, I mean, those were the stars. I mean, it is what it is. If yeah, those are the best players in the league right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, overall, I think Stephen A. missed an opportunity to challenge the MLB to embrace and fans to embrace mm-hmm. this person. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. So, and I think uh, you're right. You're right. It it was a missed opportunity because, I mean, it is what it is. He's doing well. It is what it is. He's excelling. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, that's it. Uh, Do you have a violation this week? I'm still on the. I'm still on the kick. That the Olympics is going on in a country where they are in a state of emergency due to COVID. So I'm still on that. So they, 
it's I was they, I was watching the news and they did like a short piece on like in 1964 Tokyo hosted the Olympics and how great it was mm-hmm. and what it did for the country as opposed to what's going on now in which it appears the country is split yes um so and I, and I understand it being split because I mean the residents the Tokyo residents they have to take care of themselves and mm-hmm. nobody's looking out for them nobody's looking out for yeah um so i don't see how this whole event is going to get pulled off like let me let me see because there's already been just for american athletes there's been numerous people who Mm -hmm. are no longer traveling because they've tested positive positive um for covid there was uh, somebody, I believe it was somebody, an alternate for the U.S. women's gymnastic team who was already in the the bubble mm-hmm. that tested positive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. So this is supposed to be from the 23rd, technically the 21st, the first. But when did the bubble start? That I don't know. I can't speak to that. So, okay. so the 21st through August 8th is when all like this mm-hmm. is supposed to be happening. I don't know if they're going to be able to make it. Like I would not be surprised if things. Oh, just, I'm not gonna be surprised. I won't. <laughs> if they, if things I have mean, to be cut off, a day, I, three, a week into this. I don't know. I uh, obviously I'm a Olympics fan. I missed it last year. I obviously I'm. You know I it. But I'm not to the point that I'm going. I don't put other folks at risk. Don't put yeah. the athletes at risk. The athletes, the trainers, the physicians, all those who are associated with the Olympics at risk just to have this. Just to have it, yeah. And right. I think the, the the biggest, and I, I and maybe we can talk about this next week, but I had saw from watching some stuff on ESPN, but somebody had mentioned like the, the problem with picking countries, the countries bidding to host this event um not necessarily countries hosting an event but the fact that this huge event is hosted in a different place Mm -hmm. every single year Mm -hmm. which is why they are basically pushing this through because it costs so much money to prepare prepare for it to prepare for it Mm -hmm. and so at this point like the only reason why the summer olympics are still happening is because of money um because in a in a normal situation there's no way if everything had stayed the same, but that um, the issue with Tokyo is that in Japan, Japan has like a 20% vaccination rate. And it's not because people don't want to get it. It's because of availability and who's allowed to provide the vaccine. Um, so somebody brought up the fact like, hey, if this wasn't picked to be hosted in a different place every year, if people wouldn't, these countries wouldn't spend millions you know, probably billions of dollars trying to prepare for this event. Well, you to be have there. to you have to create the venues. You have to build in the venue. I mean, this it, it's a big deal. Hosting the Olympics is a big yeah. big deal, and it does cost money. And you have to start preparing. That's why they years do it. in advance, right? Um, but they just brought up the the fact that because this event is hosted in a different city every time it's hosted. The only it's it costs a lot of money, and that is the only reason why they are going through 
with this right now, even though the country is in a state of emergency, even with the country only having a 20% vaccination and, rate. And, and, you know, I, I, I get that. Um, but I think... I, I don't know. I guess that would be up to the Olympic Committee to say, hey, we're not going to do it this year at your place. In, in this particular instance, not in Tokyo because of what's going on in Tokyo. Maybe we can, you know, swap out because I think these bids are at least two to, Olympics. To, yeah, in, to in advance. Ahead, right. So you just swap out whoever has it which would have been 2024, whoever has it in 2024, they'll do it now. Well, they're probably not ready. So, no, I, I, yeah. I, so never was, mind. Never mind. Was, that was just an interesting point that was that I came across. And I was like, ah, yes, it's nice that all these different countries want to host it every four years. That's but like, it should be. But this is the one disadvantage of having – this right. this event move because anything time. can happen every right. time yeah anything can happen so i and and to be honest i'm just gonna be honest it's not like tokyo is a poor city <laughs> no no so i mean they 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 could probably they could probably afford to take the hit and it'll be what it what well, it is and i'm sure what has been done up to this point can be put to good use so well i don't like i i yes i don't tokyo is a wealthy area mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. of tour because of tourism mm -hmm. but i think with the money that was put into the money that was you know allocated to prepare all of these things for the olympics is now like a glaring issue because I'm sure all I'm sure all these payments and stuff started going through in pre preparation for the Olympics right at the start of the pandemic. <laughs> or, well, that's the way you do business. I mean, you know. <laughs> so they just having money walk out the door, but not the but the tourism not bringing you know that money back. Mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm. but well, because it's they, not like they, tourism they, is they, happening they might right have now. To take a hit on this. I mean, I don't obviously. <laughs> As I was talking it out, and that's sometimes how you think you talk things out. That wasn't a, that, my idea was not the, the solution. That's okay. But. That's all right. All right. Let us jump into our headlines of the week. Just a few things. Um, first and foremost, NBA playoffs. The Bucks uh, won. Going to do it tonight. The Bucks. I think game. Four and five took place yeah. since mm -hmm. the, since the last time we recorded. Mm -hmm. So the Bucks are now leading the Suns three mm -hmm. games to two. Game mm -hmm. six is Tuesday night, so tonight the Bucks have a chance. It. The Bucks have a chance to win it in front of their home crowd. And it's going down tonight. I am conflicted because it's going down tonight. From Don't watching, be I am I'm conflicted because from watching. The past two games, like that, like I, of course, it's believable for me to think that the Bucks would absolutely win it tonight. But at the same time, like I don't anticipate that Chris Paul will play poorly again because that's been the, that's been the issue these past three games that the Buck that the Suns 
have lost is that Chris Paul has not played well. Um, he's dealing with some injuries, but in general, he's just been in his head. I don't know what's going on, but I can't imagine that he's going to play poorly. And if Chris Paul is playing well, that adds another dimension to the Suns. Because um, Devin Booker is playing well. I mean, he's, what, back-to-back games now with 40-plus points. Mm-hmm. Um, DeAndre Ayton, he figured out his foul trouble mm-hmm. in Game 5. He's still playing well. The rest of the cast for the Suns are playing well. It was just they couldn't stop turning the ball over. And then they would turn the ball over in important moments. And I can't... Like it's, and, I, it's and like, I think that is unusual for the Suns. Yes. Period, yes. So. That's why I'm conflicted. Like, I can't anticipate that they're going to continue to play like that. But at, but I'm also conflicted because if the Bucks do win this, y'all going to be stuck with Mike Budenholzer for at least another year. Anyway. <laughs> we're going to do this tonight. I think along your point of the turnovers, I think the defensive play of the Bucks have created those turnovers. Absolutely. If they keep if they continue, I just need them to be consistent. They got this tonight. I think so because if if we get a repeat of game five, which was Buck was which was Giannis Chris Middleton, Andrew Holiday, all shooting the ball well. Um, that's going to be extremely hard to stop. And and so, although that was a close game, it was close. Oh my goodness gracious! It was close, but that's what we like. Game five and, was was a close game, and it mm-hmm. came down to turnovers mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for the Suns. So the Bucks need to continue on the def- defensive side that they have started created. And be consistent. I, I need all of them to show up tonight. And I think we got this. I know we got this. Yeah. So a minor. Especially in front of the home crowd. A minor but major storyline tonight is that Scott Foster is a part of the officiating crew. And Scott Foster and Chris Paul have a legendary beef. And apparently games that playoff games that Chris Paul participates in where Scott Foster is part of the officiating crew. He is 0 for 11. Okay. We'll see. I mean, I don't know anything. <laughs> I can't comment because I don't know anything about that. I don't know the referees they have a, they like, have like, a, like I know the players. So They, I have, a, they have a history. Okay, well, That's all okay. you need to know. Okay. Um, well, then Chris Paul may be SOL. <laughs> But the thing because, I, I, because, I can't because I can't imagine. Chris Paul always has something to say after a call. Right, he always he always does have something something to say. Right, but and, I can't and, and, again. And that works to my nerves. This is too big of a moment for me to like actually believe that Chris Paul would allow that to affect the way. Well, he is because he's always got something to say. No, I'm no talking about his, I'm talking the, about his rocky relationship with Scott Foster. That's I what I'm saying. He's going to say something. He is going to say something, but I can't I can't imagine that he's going to like I this might be the one night where he don't say something to Scott until after the game. If he don't say nothing, I'll take a drink. I imagine this might be the one time where he lets him think like he keep like he ha- I just don't see why you would allow this personal 
relationship to in this moment derail you? I'm going to drink anyway because Buck's got this. Right. I'm going to drink anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to drink anyway because Buck's got this. Okay. So, um, needless to say, if the Bucks do... Don't forget my bottle next week. You the one who forgot it. I, I'm telling you not to forget it. But okay. anyway. Needless to say, if the Bucks win tonight, of course, um, Giannis is MVP. Um, where does that... In your mind, where does that place him in the greats, the group of the great, NBA greats, it, when he wins MVP? Because who else would it be? First of all, we're not at the level to talk about the greats. Giannis is still young. has a long way to but, go. But, I mean, he's a, what, two-time MVP Defensive Player of the Year, All Star. You talking to somebody who's very biased? He's putting he's putting up Shaq like numbers in this final series. Well, he will probably at the end, by the end of his career, will probably be up there among the greats. And and this is his first trip to the NBA Finals. He's doing all of this in his first trip. I am surprised. I am surprised at you right now. No, because, (laughs) like I said, he's still young. He's still young in his career. I can't, I mean, obviously he's one of my favorite players. Obviously, I'm very biased. So, but we'll just see. Okay. By the end of his career. I mean, I'm going to love him always. He's one of my favorite players. All right. Unless he do something stupid. I don't think Which I don't think, yeah, I don't think he will. Um, I'm not going to talk about nothing. I don't think he will, so. All right. But, I mean, this, for, I mean, I have to go back to last year, and they didn't do anything last year. Yeah, you're right. You okay. are right. Right. So. But they also next, didn't have Drew Holiday last year. Giannis was not playing. Well, Giannis wasn't playing the way he's been playing this series, even this year and um, leading up to it. But um, we'll, like you said. We'll have to say We'll have to see at the end of his career. We. We'll if see. he keeps growing, then he could be one of the greats. Yeah, yeah. But you have to continue to grow and improve. You are correct. And he has to, I mean, he's just got to, he just got to dominate. That's all I, you know, for me, he just got to dominate every game, every season. I agree with you. Okay. So you, 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 you shouldn't have put, posed that question to me. Well, I just want to know you. He's the greatest of this season, yes. I mean, as far as, like, his Hall of Fame resume is more so what I was speaking to. Well, he'll be in the Hall of Fame by the end of his career. Right. So. I think so as well. Um. So, uh, and then we got a little NBA trade rumor talk. Rumor has it is that Damian Lillard wants out of Portland. Why? Um, because they haven't done enough to create a 
environment in which the Bucks can have the most success. Not the Bucks. The Trailblazers could have the most success. He's basically been out there by himself the past two playoffs. Damian Lillard is the trailblazer. I mean, I don't know what else to say. Right, and he's expressed that how he wants to win in Portland. Um, But it's gotten Mm -hmm. to the point of, you know, I've gave this team, I've gave this organization my all. Apparently he doesn't um, really care for the front office staff. Um, He doesn't want to be blamed um, for them hiring Chauncey Billups and all of that that ensued after he was hired um, because he was unaware of, you know, Chauncey's previous legal issues. It seems that some people had started to blame Damian Lillard for the team making that hire. Well, I don't think that's right. If he didn't know, he didn't know. I mean, right. uh, the other part of that is, you know, People do deserve a second chance, and people change. So that I, I know do. This I know. What what are they calling it? The council culture. There's no such thing. Huh? There's no such thing. Um. Well, anyway, it's out <laughs> and about. Anyway. Yes. Um. I. I like Damien. And I think he's a trailblazer. That's, I mean. Let me let me ask you this because of course um, there has been some talks about potentially trading. Say if he does want to leave Portland, um, he's gonna go to the wrong teams. I already know that. Philadelphia has been named as one of the top runners because they have, because if Portland's going to trade Damian Lillard, they have to get an All Star in return. Or else, don't make the trade. Like, you know. And so Philadelphia is the front runner. Get rid of Ben, send Ben to Portland? Yeah. Okay, I'm cool with that. I'll be cool with that. (laughs) I mean, and we've talked about Ben Simmons, and maybe a change of scenery is what's, I don't know how to help him rebuild his confidence. I don't know if a tra- uh, change of senior is going to be that. Be that. I do know that the Trailblazers probably won't accept that. The Trailblazers fans probably would not accept that. But if Dane comes to, that's what I'm saying. It just depends on where he goes. I mean, he's not going. He's not going to get traded to no, you know, podunk team because the the Portland Trailblazers. One, they're not going to make a trade until they can get you know, something close to his value in return. And there's only a few, there's only a small number of teams that can offer that, most of them being championship contenders um, or playoff teams. So we don't have to worry about him ending up in, like, Sacramento or Orlando or teams that finish at the bottom of the barrel. We don't have to worry about that. Okay. Well, <laughs> we'll just see. I uh, We'll just see. I thought he was happy where he was. 
up and I think to finish his career. Yes, there. I believe mm-hmm. that up until he was that was one of the reasons why I like him because he's loyal. And yes, we don't have that, and we don't have that. This, however, that series with the Nuggets is probably what turned the tide because I mean it was basically him against the Nuggets. Um, he dropped what sixty. What he always does. He right. He played well. He it, there was there was one pivotal game in which he scored a mm-hmm. ridiculous amount of points to get the game into overtime, and mm-hmm. basically they even with him shooting three pointers with his I, eyes closed. I, and, and I get it, but you know what? If he remain, he he will be, and I'm going. You know how I feel about loyalty. How he's supposed to stay with your team. You know but at but at but at what point? Do you move on if the organization is not taking the steps to make the situation better? Because this has been the same Portland team, like this has been the same group for a few years now. Few years now. Granted, you know, folks have been out due to injury. There's been some additions, you know, here and there, but this has more or less been the same group. Can't make it. They need to figure it out. But at what point, if the front office doesn't figure it out, do you, as their star no, no, player, no, 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 as the franchise it. player, have to be like, okay, well, y'all not trying to fix nothing, so let me go. So let me let me get well, a change. Why of can't center. why can't that core group of players figure it out? Just putting it out there. I don't know. That, that's, They've been together for this long. How come they can't figure it out? I I agree with you, but sometimes other teams like have better pieces, better fit, better, more talented players. Well, we'll see what happens. I hope because that was well, actually that was one of the reasons I liked him because he has been with that team but since yeah. day one. Um, I mean, you don't see that anymore. You don't. I think we now, do initially, think, but at, like I said, if if it's year six, seven, eight years in your to your career, giving your all for. A, a franchise showing up in those big moments showing up you know being the leader that you are but yet this group can't get to the next place and it's clear that the front office is not making the correct moves to get the group to the next step I don't think you have to put up with it yeah that, that's all that has always been your opinion <laughs> I mean other than a team trading it away, you leaving is that's those are two totally different things, to me. So, um, but uh, but also, and I'll say this because the the amount of talent and the amount of elite players within the NBA has gotten so much better. There's no way that Dame can win a championship by himself. He couldn't even beat the Nuggets by himself in the first round of the playoffs. Because it's not, it's a team. So, right. Um, but there, there's going to have to be another, maybe not a superstar, but a, an elite player. And we thought that player was C.J. McCollum. But maybe that pairing isn't working out or, you know, what, whatever it is that needs to I'm be tweaked. I'm not even willing to say that. Something obviously needs to be tweaked because this group has kind of stalled out. They made it to the conference final. They went from what conference finals to getting bounced out in the first round to 
first round exit to another first round exit. They went from they went from they went from in uh shake completely ending the Oklahoma Thunder situation to to where they are now. Completely ending the Oklahoma situation. They did. Russ got traded, Paul George got traded. You don't even know who played for them. Steven Adams got traded. You don't even know who played for the Thunder anymore. And that's because the play the Trailblazers and Damian Lillard specifically sent them packing on their way to the conference finals. Okay. Okay. All right. So, a little bit of NFL news because, of course, this is the with nothing going on between now and training camp. Um, the dominating headline is what's going on in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Um, because he turned down a contract extension from the Packers that it was a two year extension that would have made him the highest paid player in the league. And so, everybody is, of course, like, Assuming that he wants out of Green Bay, what else was in that contract? I don't know. That's a good question. Thank but you. From my understanding, is that the Packers have messed this up to the point where, like, he does not want to be there. Um, the season is almost here. What is he going to do? Either he's going to show up and play, or he's not, and he's going to lose out on some money. Okay. That's really that's really it. Um, but it seems that the situation between Aaron Rodgers and the, the Green Bay Packers is just um, beyond repair. Beyond repair. But I I just feel bad for Jordan Love, like the 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 what was he like the number two or third you know third pick in the draft. He should he should have been working out all year long. Once all this started. I would I would assume that that's what he's been doing, but mm-hmm. I feel bad for him because they drafted him thinking that Aaron Rodgers was on a decline. He came out this past season, had an MVP season, and the news came out that they just tried to offer him an additional two years that would have made him the highest paid player in the league when you mm-hmm. got drafted in as the predecessor. Oh, no, not predecessor, successor. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now if you're, if you're Jordan Love, okay, so they, so what I'm doing, uh, cause y'all obviously want him to stay. Uh, you do what you have <laughs> to do. That's all. That's going to be my advice to him. Do what you got to do. And which when all this started, he should have been working, doing everything every day, 24 seven. I imagine he would be doing that. I would hope so. Mm, I hope he just ain't sitting back waiting to see what's going to happen. I don't think you get to that level by sitting back and waiting to see what's okay. going to happen. But, yeah, so this whole situation between the Aaron Rodgers and the Packers is nowhere near a resolution. Um, but he's having a good summer, you know, playing golf and Tom Brady. and I guess we'll see. Uh, the training camp is around the corner. It's around the corner, like next week. <laughs> Next week. Wouldn't be surprised if he's not there. Well, 
that's probably what the headlines are going to be. This what I woke up to this morning. He turned down that contract. Now, I, you know, I try to give people the benefit of the doubt. Obviously, I was like, what else was in that contract? Why don't you turn down that kind of money? Because it's not about at this point. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, he's made enough. He's made plenty of money. Well, that's true. His wife is a, a famous actress. Like they are Who is not. Shailene? Shailene? You know, you may not know her. Okay. But she's an actress. Well, well, what kind of actress? <laughs> you know, drama. So she became, uh, she she entered the spotlight in, what was that show that used to come on ABC Family? American Teenager or something. About a, a teen, white teenager gets pregnant in high school and yada, 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 yada. Yeah. Okay. I, scripted I scripted know. series. That's what put her okay. in the forefront. She's been in some. I don't know what she's been in, but she's been in some things since then. She's okay. a very talented actress. Okay. Um, so it's not a matter of money. So that's what that's what signals to me that Aaron Rodgers truly just does not want. Which which makes my question more valuable. You know what what else was in that contract? I just don't think he wants to be a member of the Packers. Okay. Like I just, well, once again. You are the face of that team. Gonna disappoint me. That's all I'm gonna say. I mean, I don't blame him. They wrote him off like while the pack while the Packers did what they were supposed to do, um, up front with drafting Jordan Love, because based on the but way that was, but that was if we go back. That was based that on was how. That was a signal. That, that was, was a signal to him. No. That was based on the way that he was performing. Aaron Rodgers was performing, but once, once they drafted him, the Packers did not do the follow up work in saying, "Hey, regardless of how this season goes, Jordan Love yeah. is going to be the next starting quarterback." So, what does this mm-hmm. mean for you, Aaron? Mm-hmm. What you want to do? Let's figure something out. No, they they didn't say anything. They didn't have any conversations. Aaron Rodgers showed up, balled out, and now they got this situation on their hands. I agree. I agree. I agree. Uh, so this let is me the, just say this: mm-hmm. if if Aaron, I'd rather see him retire as a Packer than than to go play somewhere else. Well, I don't think he's gonna. I don't. Based on how their season ended, I don't think he's gonna retire. Are we gonna go there? I mean, would you? You and Rogers, arguably the best, the greatest quarterback of all time. But you would wouldn't your, let him would play. Your, would you? But you wouldn't let him play. Thank and you. that's why they lost that game. Exactly. I. Just knowing him and how competitive he is, I don't think that is how Aaron Rodgers wants to go out. So okay. I think we will see him playing for a different team. Because okay. I just okay. don't see how the Packers can fix what they've done. Okay. But they can't. I mean, technically they can't. And I believe And the fact that they just try to throw money at it to keep them, well, it's even, that makes it even worse. That they thought just throwing a large amount of money at him would fix things. That's true. That could be considered an insult. You're right. You're right. But the insult came when the coach wouldn't let him play. But that's all. You know, that's water under the bridge. Maybe. All right. Lastly, I did want to uh, wrap up 
talking about the Olympics because some things have changed since the last time we fully talked about it. So the event, the Summer Olympics, the Tokyo Olympics officially start on Friday, July 23rd, but there are some events that begin on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, looking at the, the schedule. Pre-opening ceremony. Yeah, looking at the schedule, we have uh, two days of events Day negative two, day negative one, and then day zero of the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Um, the first event is soccer. The United States versus Sweden. Okay. Actually, Women not, or men? Whoa, now that I'm looking at this, there is an event that's happening at 11 p.m. tonight, and it's softball. Mm-hmm. Or this is just the U.S. team. I'm trying. I don't care about the schedule for the Exhibition U.S. games. I'm trying to find the. Basically, this event's happening to Tuesday night tonight. Um, shoot. <laughs> Even though it don't start till Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, but what the what's changed that I want to talk about is that the, the IOC has changed their guidelines, um, allowing players to quote unquote express their views prior to the start of the competition for their event. Um, So more or less, this means that uh, athletes will be allowed to wear garments with whatever statements they want on these garments. Um, They still will not be allowed to do any kind of demonstrations um, during events or on the podium, but prior to the start of competition, they are allowed the space to express themselves. And then, of course, like when they're talking to the media. Nobody covers that. Nobody sees that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Somebody, somebody will catch it on camera. We may not see it live, but somebody will catch it on the, on the camera. Okay, candy. I'm just saying, just in general. We see the event. We see the because there's ceremony. so because there's so many going on. Yes, we pipe right. in, we pop in, right. we pop out. We right. We see the event. We see the award ceremony. Event awards. We don't see the beginning. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, and I also want to talk about. Have you seen the the pictures of like the the actual like housing and? <laughs> Mm-mm. the the beds Mm-mm. um it's not it's not looking bueno um for the village what is it called the olympic village mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um these these is uh, it like the WNBA in the bubble these <laughs> I, I ain't forgot um, basically, the materials that they use to create these beds, one, they are like college, you know, twin-size beds for these grown adults. Big, big um, athletes, okay. That's not going to work. But the, 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 the material for the bed frames and things are uh, going to be recycled into paper products after the game. It looks like they are. There is like a little, you know, a little mattress pad on top of cardboard. If you haven't seen photos, I have looked. I have looked. <laughs> okay. 
That doesn't sound comfortable at all. Ergonomic? Nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. athletes. Big athletes. They need these. I mean, some of them are little, but the majority of them are big athletes. Yeah, you know, what the, the weightlifting crews mm-hmm. going to do? <laughs> I'm just saying. Just your your brief def, uh, brief description is not... I'm not seeing it. It's not... That's not compute. I'm sure we will find out more and more as more athletes arrive um, to... If they even get to make it, if they don't test positive for COVID before they get there. Mm-hmm. Um, because just the, the men's basketball team alone, um, Zach Levine is now in, like, testing protocol pro- protocols. Uh, Jeremy Grant just got out of, like, contact tracing. Bradley Beal couldn't go because of protocols. Um, Kevin Love couldn't go because of injury. So, basically, like, right now, there are only eight people for the U.S. men's team. Um that have traveled, they're waiting for Zach, Zach Levine to clear, you know, the protocol. They are also waiting for Devin Booker, Chris Middleton, and Drew Holiday. They're waiting, they're, they going over there right after the finals finish up, apparently. Um, That's not good. I didn't know. Don't tell me, is Giannis going to Greece? I don't know. I didn't look into that. But I just didn't, I don't understand why they would, why they wouldn't pick people to replace. Right. Right. Mm. I'll, okay, 20, 24. I have to assume that they're still going to have their Olympics in 2024. Probably. So I have to get excited about the Olympics then. Basically. If things have (laughs) improved and changed. All right. That wraps up this episode uh, Mama, do you have any words of wisdom for the people? Keep mask up. Keep your mask on. Yeah. In the meantime, just have fun. Do what you do. Go about your daily life with a mask on. Agree. Agree. And don't and please don't let these Republicans talk y'all into getting sick and or dying. That's all. You can go on about everything is so-called return to normal you just normal with your mask on that might be our fact of life from here on which honestly isn't that bad of an idea i haven't had a cold in a year and a half that's all i'm gonna say (laughs) allergy season went okay for me Mm so so that's all i'm gonna say return to normal but wear your mask it's, a, it's okay. All right. If you're looking for previous episodes, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher Radio. If you're looking for us on social media, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at SidelineWTCooks. And we will be back next week. Smashing the sports. Smashing the sports. Hopefully the Bucks win. Hopefully the Suns win. <sighs> All right, y'all. Peace. Love and soul.